This is the weekly sermon from Church of the Holy Trinity, a Reformed Episcopal parish of the Anglican Church in North America in Houston, Texas. Please join us for worship Sundays at 10 a.m. Visit us online at holytrinityrec.org. Find us on Facebook as Holy Trinity Houston, and follow us on Twitter and Instagram as Holy Trinity REC. Enjoy the sermon. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be always acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. You may be seated. Send the man back. This command of the Philistine lords to Achish about David was in response to his presence with their army. The Philistines, as we've been reading, were invading Israel. David had lived with his men and their families in in Philistia for over a year now, fleeing the reach of King Saul. And God used this time in the service of Achish as a final preparation for David before the death of Saul. Sometimes God places us outside for a time of readiness. We read of this this morning in our Lord Jesus Christ in the gospel, 40 days and 40 nights of fasting in the wilderness before facing the temptations of the devil, and thus beginning his ministry to us. Sometimes we can falsely think a wilderness or outside season as David experienced as negative, something to be avoided at every cost. Yet Holy Scripture teaches us that sometimes we must go through a wilderness or an outside time. As we enter this Lent, let us take comfort in every blessed step of our Savior's life on our behalf, even of going outside into the wilderness to fast and to prepare in his ministry to redeem us. Our first section in verses 1 through 5 continues what we read in the beginning of the previous chapter with David and his men going with the Philistine lord Achish as they gathered to invade Israel. Then, as we read in that last chapter, it abruptly switches to Saul's response to the Philistine invasion by going to a medium to seek illicit spiritual advice. Today, we pick up with David and his men preparing to attack their own country with the Philistines. The question posed to Achish revolved around whether or not David really belonged with them to attack his own country. The question is one we must face as well when living in this world but not being of this world. Even though David obeyed his benefactor to go with them, where was his heart? Was he really sold out to the ways of the Philistines, ready to turn upon Israel in war, ready to turn upon God's people in war? This was what was behind the question by the other Philistine commanders to Achish in verse 3. What are these Hebrews doing here? After Achish defended David through speaking of his loyalty to him over the last year or so, the lords still rejected him. Verse 4 provides the angry words of these Philistines about David. Send the man back that he may return to the place of which you have assigned him. He shall not go down with us to battle, lest in the battle he become an adversary to us. For how could this fellow reconcile himself to his Lord? Would it not be with the heads of the men here? 
The Philistines then quoted the words of the women of Jerusalem on the return of David and Saul after defeating Goliath in battle. Saul struck down his thousands and David his ten thousands. We can learn from this rejection of David by the Philistines, by the world, if you will. As Christians called to reach the lost through preaching to the lost, through our words and through our lives, we cannot serve two masters. It's impossible. For David, this is what he faced. Can I serve both the Philistines and the Lord and his people? The heathens rejected him, for they knew who he really was, a servant of God. We must strike a godly balance with our own interactions with the world, always bowing to King Jesus Christ above all else. Yet we too often get lured into the temptations of this world to serve our Philistine masters to the point we reject God, his law, his word, in order to remain relevant. We are not of this world as servants of Christ, and we should reject, expect rejection by the world, the flesh, and the devil. If we become disappointed at rejection by this world because of who we are in Jesus Christ, it's time to re-examine our hearts for areas of sin. We must take caution when reaching unbelievers that we remain faithful above all else to Christ and his word. For David amidst the Philistines, this was hard as it is for all of us. Ultimately, we all face the same temptations Jesus faced in the wilderness with Satan. These all revolve around twisting God's word to fit what we want to do or to fit his word to the norms of the sinful culture around us. This always entails cheapening the word of God as not really being the word of God, but something else, something slightly defective to fit the appetites of sinners that do not want to repent. When we give in to these temptations, we conform to the world and not to Christ. David was rejected by the Philistines of the world because he was not of them. Are we as Christians striving to conform to Jesus Christ in such a way, a way that we will be rejected by this world rather than accepted? We are called to preach the gospel to the lost. Some reject it and seek to lure us into their ways. Some convert and live accepting the way of Jesus Christ to live with us as his body, the church. Our call is to Christ alone. Verses 7 through 11 closes this chapter and David's involvement with the Philistines through Achish sending them back to their town of Ziklag. David speaks up here asking what was going on. And Achish replies by stating that he found nothing wrong in you from the day of you coming to me to this day. Again, David asks in verse 8, but what have I done? Achish answered, I know that you are as blameless in my sight as an angel of God. Nevertheless, the commanders of the Philistines have said, he shall not go up with us into battle. David is a grateful man for all Achish did for him and making sure he was making sure that all was right between the two. Remember, David trusted this Philistine Lord with his own life and the lives of his men and their families in fleeing to them from Saul. If something was now amiss with this turn of face from when Achish invited him to come along to fight with him, David wanted to know for his own protection. God, through his providence here, spared David from going against his own countrymen in battle. 
From the eyes of David, it looked like a slight against his gratitude to Achish. Yet it often takes God using such situations and circumstances as we read here to spare us from disaster. Saul would lose the upcoming battle and die in the battle. David could not be part of the endeavor for it would go against all he had lived up to to this point in time in sparing the life of Saul when the occasion rose. God spared him through closing this door of his life with the Philistines to begin to move him back to the promised land. Often in the middle of situations we face, we have a hard time understanding what God is doing. We would like to think we have it all figured out, but we don't in terms of the direction of our lives. Such, as we see constantly in God's word, is that our lives are in the hands of God, as we see here with David. The Lord was preparing David for becoming king. He does the same with us in our lives and in our circumstances, constantly preparing us. Even if we think we have it figured out, we must be open to the will of God and his word in our lives. As our epistle today stated in terms of St. Paul serving the Lord, by great endurance in afflictions, hardships, calamities, beatings, imprisonments, riots, labors, sleepless nights, hunger, by purity, knowledge, patience, kindness, the Holy Spirit, genuine love, by truthful speech, and the power of God, with the weapons of righteousness for the right hand and for the left, through honor and dishonor, through slander and praise. As we know, Saul went through all of these endeavors in the service of Jesus Christ, and David went through much of these as well as he waited upon the Lord to become king. They all served to build these men up. We are called to the same in our own lives. Ultimately, our Lord Jesus Christ endured all of these for us perfectly, without spot, without blemish, without sin, where we all fail, where David failed, where, where Paul failed. When we hit trying times, it is in our sin nature to succumb and act the opposite of the virtues that St. Paul mentioned. Lent is a time for us to get back to our basics in Jesus Christ to see we do not have what it takes to endure through patient, genuine love. We need his set salvation, his body and blood to cleanse us of all our iniquities to his glory. While we see some things in this world as setbacks as David did initially with being sent away from the army, they really are God's acts of kindness and mercy at work. Our lives are full of conforming to the gospel of peace, preparing us for the work in his kingdom to his glory. Lent teaches us anew the value of seeing even the worst of seasons and places we find ourselves as times of preparation for us to be ready to spread the message of his word to this world. May this be so in our midst, enduring all by his gracious help. Amen.